0: In what?
1: person. We're here together. Look at us.
0: Navigating the War Compass is live. Yes, we are. Literally live. I know, right? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew this is our this? test case, so we hope that you all are excited about the conversations today. And, you know, we've had so many things that we've discussed.
1: Last week, we, um, what did we talk about last week? You know what, honestly, the conversations are kind of running together because there's so many big topics. I know we talked quite a bit around this idea around, and I specifically have been very vocal around women and underrepresented communities are normally paid and promoted on performance yes. versus potential. And I think we Absolutely. want to dive into that. We
0: do, because we thought as a result of the conversation that happened last week, and things that we've been reading about people navigating to new roles, and the conversations around what companies have been recruiting them um, to come in as, we thought today we should just entitle today's show Knowing Your Worth, because what we know is the great resignation is happening, the great rethinking is happening, but that doesn't mean that people are going to value you for the things that you bring to the table and the way that you should think. So I'll just give a quick personal story really quickly um, a company called me, they were all excited, just calling me, calling me, calling me, Susan, 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 can you please um, come and talk to us? And I was like, oh my goodness, it's great. Um, and they basically were calling me to do a diversity role in their organization as a stepping stone um, to become part of their bench. And I actually started laughing because I was like, well, first of all, um, like, you all know that like I have a long operating history of turning organizations around. I've done three very different roles. I know very different industries. I actually serve on two corporate boards, but yet you want me to come and be the head of diversity for your company. And I actually started laughing and the woman was like, um, well, we, we thought it would be great. And I was like, yeah, but you're completely wrong. And um, I'm actually insulted. Yeah. So, um, uh, and then she wanted me to help give her candidates to fill the role too. So it's like, well, you know, you're not interested, but can you help me fill the job? And I was like, you're not even thinking about the job the way you should be thinking about the job, which is hiring a diverse, prof- a person who is a diversity expert and professional who specializes in diversity, equity and inclusion or, and
1: I- or who wants that role, that too, <laughs> right? <laughs> who uh, is that ready too. for that role, not right just too. let's put someone that we think is the right fit or the right profile in that role right. as a stepping stone. And I think, so, and we've talked about this over the years and and when I left, even when I left the banking world and, and I was getting all of these calls from banks and recruiters that were recruiting for banks. And I was saying, wait a second, I have, way more transferable skills than you're giving me credit for. I ran huge businesses, multi 1000000000 dollar P&Ls, all of the things, and you're still putting me back in this in box. A box.
0: Because it's what suits you. And so I
1: think that, first of
0: all, you have to just know your worth. You have to be in a position where you can say, you know what, thank you so much, I'm really flattered, sort of, that you called me, but here's what I want to do, number one, and here's why I am uniquely qualified to go do that. And you have to create a scenario where you can literally take your time until you find that. Absolutely. Um, Because I cannot tell you the number of people who are gonna try, and it doesn't really matter what level of the organization that you might be coming into, um, like literally you could be a junior person and they could be like, well we just wanna stick you in this analyst role to try you out. Like, no, if you really want to be in a marketing organization, and you want to be an analyst, but be a marketing analyst. And if you're not, then there's so many organizations out there looking for people. You should actually just hold out until you find that place that you want to be. Even if it means you have to do something temporarily to hold yourself over until you get to that, like, literally, you're going to be much happier if you really consider
1: that. And so much of this, Susan, starts with us as yes. individuals, right? And I, uh, as as you may or may not know, through Luminary, uh, I've been sort of coerced in a positive way to start doing a tip of the week on TikTok. And thanks to my amazing team, they're actually production wizards oh, behind like, oh, yeah, them. I'm not dancing, I'm not dancing, although okay. my head does bob a little bit and my hands kind of move. So maybe someone would say it's dancing. But this morning, I posted about um, on LinkedIn about the fact that we're still quoting this survey and it was an internal report in 2014 around women don't apply for jobs and don't go for jobs unless they have a hundred percent of the skills men apply when they have you know somewhere around 60 percent by the way that was seven years ago yeah and so if we're expecting companies to all of a sudden say oh my gosh Susan you have all of these amazing skills yes they should But we need to be advocating for ourselves and changing those statistics. Yes, we do. We need to be saying, this is my worth. These are my skills. These are my strengths. We shouldn't be leading with what we don't have or the quote unquote gaps or deficiencies. And so I think this idea of men being promoted on potential, women being promoted on performance or paid, either one, is we've got to start changing that from within for ourselves. Yes. And
0: so let's talk about how we do that, right? Um, I know in a few shows we talked about the importance of having your own goal plan and being very centered in what you want. And I know um, I've heard from some of you all that you're like, well, that's great, Susan, but I still struggle with figuring Mm -hmm. out what that is. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think that there's a couple of things that I would suggest you do. Um, there are various um, uh, inventory tools out there that can help you think about it. So there's like the strong interest inventory and there are a few others. So find one of those and start there. You also can do this exercise that I call, it's very basic, it's like is what I like and what I don't like. Yeah. Um, and so I do this actually once a year now because I realize that what I like and what I don't like actually changes. Um, and then I, it's also, um, what I like, what I don't like and what I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Because I realized that like some of the things that were on the don't like list were actually things that I didn't know. And so giving myself the opportunity and the permission to explore those things that I don't know so that I can then determine, is it a like or is it a dislike? And literally I think you should do this around, um, everything that you're contemplating, including recognizing that it's a holistic plan that you're right. looking for, because it isn't just a job that you're gonna to go to, it's a job that's gonna fit into the lifestyle that you have. Absolutely. So if you have you know, kids, and you, you have little kids, and you don't wanna travel a lot, then guess what? You better be putting that on your list of contemplation, because you might get this really amazing job, but it might require you to be gone all the time, and then you're giving up, Something on the other side, and that might be okay, but you just have to be very cognizant of it and very thoughtful about it. So start with, uh, let's get grounded in um, what do I like, what I, what do I, what do I want. The second thing that I would tell you is get feedback, mm-hmm. right? So this is when you go <laughs> to your circle. This is when you actually like, you know, Kate and I actually do this a lot for yeah. each other, where I'll be like, girl, let me tell you something. What do you think about this? <laughs> And she'll be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think about that? Um, so go to your circle. Figure out who is your kitchen cabinet. Like, who's the, who are the people who, in my mother's language, would tell you the truth, right? Because she always had this thing where um, she said, people who want something from you tell you what you want to hear. Right. People who care about you really tell you the truth. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about this in the feedback session of the last, Um, conversation that we had but like really like go to people and say okay well this is what I'm thinking you know me really well you are observing me and you're seeing me what do you think about this the third thing I would tell you to do is to do an analysis of how you're spending your time
1: oh absolutely
0: right (laughs) and this is the thing where the I call it the rubber meets the road exercise because um, people oftentimes will declare this is what they want. This is how they want it. These are the things that are important to them, but when you actually look at the way they're spending their time, they're not really spending their time on that. Um, and so like you know I'll, again, I'll make it very personal. like I have a, um, a set of goals that I'm working on. One of them is writing a book uh, which people have said forever, like Susan, get the book written, get it done. so um, for the last I don't know several years, I've been working on this book. And so finally, the last several months, I was like, I need to get really serious on this. I've now created space for me to, um, you know, make some progress on it. I was doing really, really well for a minute. And then the summertime came and I started having some fun. And then I realized like, oh wait, I haven't really been spending as much time on this as I should be. So in September, I literally sat down and did an analysis of how I'm spending my time and was like you're not spending enough time on the proposal, the relationships you need to get the book moving, and the book itself. So now I have time dedicated throughout my week um, when I know that I think well, and that's also a, like a really important thing, is what? like knowing like when you're most productive and how you're going to bring things to fruition. For me that's at night. Me too. Um, <laughs> Right? Like during the day is really about like task things for yes. me, but at night is when I do my thinking, and my like writing. So I um, have spent a lot of time in the, in the evening, particularly after my daughter goes to bed, just like knocking it out and not really like being worried about is it good or is it just getting it out on yeah. paper and then that gives me a chance to come back to it. So those are three things that I think you should be doing to help get yourself prepared to go have these conversations so now let's talk about like, okay. I just want to add, I think there's,
1: and, and, and also this is not just whether you are looking for the new role or leaving your industry or company. These are also those things that you need to do to prepare internally, right? We're now in November right, and right. as you're thinking about year end conversations, if you haven't yet had that as you're thinking about 2022 and what does that path look like for yourself as you're preparing for next year we've all gone through this year that great re-examination renewal resignation whatever that is and if you're a business owner it's the same what do you want out of this business how are you looking at customers right how are you looking at pricing so it can kind of be very holistic no matter what you're doing on your professional journey the other thing that i would add is as you're doing that for yourself if you do work for someone you think about the things that you want out of an organization and the things that you don't want out of an organization the same around your management listen we're not always going to have a perfect manager or leader but you should have i would say a bigger percentage of that management and leadership where you're feeling good and you're feeling confident and you're feeling valued versus less once you start feeling that less is when you start to have that should i be having these conversations and who should those conversations be had with, yep. but so much we kind of just take, we do. Right. And so, and we should have said this in the beginning, we were so excited that we're in person. If you're just joining, this is navigating the work compass. <laughs> oh yes, <it> is. Sorry. <laughs> and as we're thinking about what's happening in the world, not just this past 20 months, this came out, but our, this show, our conversations have come out of that. But this has been for years and years and years, right? Yeah. And so this will exist long after the pandemic is over and these conversations need to be had. But we need to get very tactical yes. uh, and transactional about our careers and what do those paths look like. And the last thing that I would say is your path for 2022, that's all you need to do. Don't worry about the five-year plan and the 10-year plan unless you're a massive planner, focus on what's right in front
0: of you. I agree with that,
1: but I would also tell you that
0: um, having vision and giving yourself permission to dream dream yes, creates those totally. realities. Right? I, agree. I mean, I um, have just coached so many people who I know are so talented and so amazing who were thinking so small. And I was like, look, you can think small if you want, but here's what I see in terms of potential. Agreed, agree, yes. So give yourself, and this is another thing that you can you know, get from the folks that you're working with and engaging with, but like literally figure out how do you um, think big around possibilities? Because especially for women and people of color, yes. you are going to be marginalized a lot. I'm sorry, it just is what it is. And now that you know everybody thinks that you guys are taking all the jobs, um, <laughs> don't get me started on that. Uh, it's actually gonna make it even harder, right? Because people now really digging in, or like maintaining status quo, or keeping few changes because they think that there's not, they think it's a zero-sum game. And there's not enough opportunity for themselves. That's not true. I mean, we look every day at the number of companies that are now being created, the number of technologies that are driving new transformation and all of this is new stuff, right? It's not stuff that's old. And so there's definitely possibilities, but it does require you to retool and to rethink yourself and reinvent. And so let me give you um, a couple of other things that I would tell you, which is like, if that thing that you want, right? Um, doesn't fit so nice and neatly in the package that you think it you know people are going to need in order to say yes I'm good with that right Then I would suggest that you um, figure out how do you tell the story and paint the picture for the person who is the hiring leader or the person who is in a position of like you know pulling together the job to help you yes. um, help them you know do that hard work because like listen if you're really busy and you've got a lot of stuff going on you're the hiring manager last thing you're trying to do is go be like oh I can't wait to paint the path for Michelle who's coming to me because Michelle doesn't really know what she wants and Michelle has said to me well I just want to you know do good work and get promoted don't do that no right paint the picture Um, for the transformation that you want to take on and the place that you want to be. And that means that somebody might not get it the first time, but don't give up, right? Keep looking for opportunities to find that right place because the world is a big place. And you will find that right opportunity. You just have
1: to keep at it. Keep at it. And I think this is, we talked about this last week, if you're setting your goals and, and what Susan, what you said earlier about, Dreaming and making sure you have these big bold ideas. I, I agree. I wouldn't have been able to do luminary without that I think you also have to give yourself a break. You don't have to have it all mapped out. Yes. That was my perspective, yeah, that's right. right, so think about that short-term and then that dreaming big for the long-term Where do you want to aim but going back to this idea of you know setting yourself up for success in whatever you're doing goal setting is important. The other thing that we mentioned last week was doing that SWOT, right? For your yes. own career and really map also when you're positioning yourself to a hiring manager, a manager, a stakeholder, what are your strengths? What are the things that you are great at that? Not everyone may know because we're so used to thinking of that activity in your job and that performance what are your both qualitative and quantitative strengths and really write those down so that when you're telling your story and you're sharing that with others they immediately get it they're not trying to pull it out of you and they're also not trying to change your mind i'll give you a great example i -hmm. get like you so many uh, particularly women and coming and talking and wanting one-on-one mentoring, which is great. And they often leave with, well, I'm just X or I don't really have this and I'm looking for Y stop doing that. Right. You're immediately devaluing yourself. Yeah. Instead, start with all of the incredible things that you do, do all of the skills that you have built and then talk about opportunities that a job or this role or whatever looks like next, you're going to incrementally add to your toolbox. Yes.
0: Okay. Now we've talked about what you should be doing. Um, cast your net wide, right? Yes. Go and look. Now, I do think we have to talk to the hiring managers out there. Oh, really? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know... Um,
1: Starting back to what we said in the very beginning Yeah, of the show. <laughs> right? I mean,
0: part of, you are part of the problem, just so we're clear. Um, and I know you know, don't get sensitive. You are part of the problem because oftentimes what happens is Is you lean into hiring people who make you comfortable? Mm-hmm. Um, and look you know, we all do it right because it's easier you say you want to go fast So it's easier for you to have people who you know are gonna do what you tell them to do not you know rock the boat um, You know they've got spent the last 65 years doing the specific set of expertise that you know you need to drive the plan that you have. That's all interesting, but I will tell you, if you really want to really grow your business, have extraordinary results, to understand how to navigate in the society that we are in today, which business needs and social needs are absolutely coming together, this thing is like becoming one thing, then you have to think differently about who you hire and how you hire. Now, let me give you a couple of examples. Um, I used to run sales and account development organization, you know, big business, and um, we were really struggling with our customers, we were struggling with our products, like literally everything. And I was like, listen, part of the reason why we're struggling is because we don't have the right team in place. Yeah, Okay. absolutely. Uh, we don't have people who understand how to, like, what our customers' needs are. We don't have people who can kind of, like, see that next thing on the horizon. We don't have enough difference in the groups that are here, right? The people that, as I look at our team, they're all, they all think alike. They're exactly, you know, they, it's kind of like group thing. They dress alike. I mean, that was the thing that was, like, really, like, cracking me up. I was like, is this, like, the uniform or, like, what is that? Because, like... Like, you guys have unconsciously started dressing together. And it was a bunch of guys. Um, and I said, we got to mix this up. Like, we, we got to bring in some people who have some different skills. The business was migrating to a place where um, financial skills were even, like, more required of the team. Um, it was relationship-building skills were even more required of the team. And so because I had had a lot of relationships um, across the organization, both inside and out, I had, like, my eye on a few people that I thought would be amazing. Yeah. And there were um, two people in particular that my leaders were like, no way, no way could we yeah. hire that person. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That person is a blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah. Or they're I'm not ready yet. That too. And I was like, I don't care if he hasn't carried the bag. I really don't care. I'm just telling you right now this guy's going to make every single last one of us better. Yeah. Okay? So I know you don't like it, but we're going to hire him anyway. Uh, And so they were all looking at me askance, and I was like, whatever. And, of course, the next year, this guy made us all better. His team was number one in the business, was crushing it and killing it, and they were all trying to take credit for him coming over. And I was like, you can take credit for it, whatever. But my point is, you've got to think differently about what the needs of the business are. And so part of that is the amount of exposure that you are giving yourself, right? There's a reason why during the George Floyd um, crisis and situation and subsequent crises that we've seen around voting rights or others, um, that business leaders have been completely like stuck trying to figure out, well, what should we say? How should we say it? Who do I talk to? because they don't have the people in the business and around the table to be able to help them make those decisions in, in ways. And the thing is, it's like, this isn't hard, but it does require you to think differently around how you build your teams. And the nice thing about it is when you do that, you'll actually end up with diverse teams because that is what you need to grow your business and be successful, not because it's a box that you're checking to say oh my goodness we have more women we have more men there is a reason why Nasdaq is now going to require businesses to have diversity on their boards there's a reason why Goldman Sachs is going to require diversity on their boards and yes i think there is you know this this much altruism I'll give you that i think it's this much because they know that's how the business is going to actually grow and to be to be successful like, cause come on, like for the last hundred years, like people have made decisions around business stuff because they know they still wanna keep winning in business. And so the thing is, is you can be the smart one by starting that out in your organization cause there's still a bunch of companies out there that don't have women or minorities on their boards, in their C-suites, Uh, Right, and they haven't created a culture to allow that to happen and guess what if you don't have it there It's not doing well there. It ain't gonna be doing well at the bottom of the organization
1: And I I would 100% agree that the other thing that I would I would I would ask and challenge all of you If you are people managers if you're hiring managers if you are an HR professional Even if you're a recruiter is dig deep into your pipeline dig deep Dig down not just casting that out wide, sort of that horizontally, do it vertically because you may find amazing talent that needs a little bit more investment in their skills, that needs a little bit more help and a little bit more support, in particular women and underrepresented communities because they're sitting there raising their hands and getting passed over. And so I challenge you, we challenge you to not just think of the usual suspects. Don't go the easy route really think about who's sitting in that pipeline. I'll share one anecdotal experience that I may have shared before in one of the organizations that I worked at when I, within my first two months, I was constantly asked who are you bringing over from your former company? When are you bringing over talent from that company? And my immediate reaction was we've got over 200,000 people in this company. There's got to be talent within the pipeline and one of the things that I was very proud about several years later when I left that company was that I had never hired externally, that I had literally looked into the pipeline and made sure we were promoting and investing in talent from within. Yeah. And the last thing that I would say is you're not. it's not always going to be obvious who that talent is. Right? Good. So you have to work at it. That's why you're in your job as yes. a people manager and a leader. Start actually looking, casting that net wide, going deep, and really looking at those people that can not only make you look good, but that are the next generation of leaders. And will be great for
0: the business,
1: Absolutely.
0: Right? I mean, remember, all of the employees that work for you are ambassadors of your brand. Yeah, 100%. And <laughs> so, um, if, if you know the future of your business is gonna be diverse in terms of your customer base, but yet you look and like there's no diversity in your team, the ambassadors of your brand are gonna be woefully unprepared to be able to
1: handle the customers of the future. And that is for
0: B2B businesses, b 2 b to c businesses, B2C businesses for all of the above. And so um, the folks who will be making those decisions will definitely be looking for and demanding that you are thinking about that. Now, um, we're getting close to the end. Yes, we are. <laughs> As always, like, we all this great stuff we want to talk about, but um, now that you're going to think broadly around the opportunities that you pursue and the hiring leaders are going to think broadly around bringing you in, now we got to talk about, and I think this is going to be the topic for next week because we have some guests that are going to be coming who can help us talk about this, is how do you make sure those people are included? Included. Because right? in- like, yes. you can do all this work on the front end, but at the end of the day, what we have seen historically is that the bucket is leaky. Right? Uh, it's very, very leaky. You do all this work, you get all these teams, but you don't change the culture yes. of how you operate and what you do. And so we're gonna come back and talk about some specific things that you can do that are around meeting with empathy, and some of the things that you can think about around how you can make sure that this team feels included and can really reach its maximum potential.
1: Yes, and so for everyone that's watching, um, we will take a break next week since it will be the day. Oh, yeah, forgot about that. Yes, it. Yes, And yesterday. everyone needs to take some time off, including us. Yes. And so we'll come back on December 1st, Wednesday, to December 1st, with uh, an incredible guest, Carmen Bryant, who is the US Director of Marketing at Indeed. And she's going to talk a lot about this um, component. So we're really excited. Susan, this is it. First of all, you look amazing. (laughs) I love how we coordinated our goals. We are definitely excited to be back in person. We're going to try to do this a little bit more. Also, give us feedback. Do you like it better when we're on two screens? or in person, Um, we're all about the feedback. Keep your questions coming, your comments coming, and I'll do a little bit of plug. We're actually in the luminary space. So if you are interested in coming in and seeing us too, please let us know. Um, Everyone have a wonderful weekend and a fantastic and happy and healthy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you will get to spend it with with your family and friends, but also while staying safe. And eat some really good food. We'd love to hear the recipes that you guys are throwing Mm -hmm. out there.
0: So, I love that too. Yes, you know, this. by the way, that's, food is a wonderful way to build teamwork and community, but we'll talk about that later. Great. Anyway, thanks, thanks for joining everyone. us. Have a great rest All of right. the day. All right, have a good
1: one.